You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Well, it's that time again in the month whenever Hannah joins me from the Community Action Network uh, to reveal the Community Hero of the Month. Good morning to you, Hannah. Good morning. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. As as you can hear, my croaky voice is getting a bit less croaky uh, with every passing day. So I'm very happy and pleased about that. What about your good self? Very well, thank you. I'm really glad to hear how well you're doing. I think we need to together to form a good health association, you know, because you haven't been that well either, have you? <laughs> I'm on the mend. Thank you. Well, anyway, tell us what's hot and happening with, with Can without telling us yet who the community hero for the month is. Absolutely. Well, I was going to talk today, actually, about what I do when I'm not on the radio with you. Oh. Um, as, as I've mentioned before, I work for the Community Action Network charity who support not-for-profit groups across BCP and Dorset Council areas. And my wonderful job is to meet people who work and volunteer with these organisations, find out what they're doing, what support they need, and see if CAN can offer it, because we've got a lot of um, expertise in the team to help these not-for-profits to run really, really well. Um, I don't purport to be the... I'm not the advisor, but what I do offer... Um, We actually run 11 free networks where charity and community groups meet. They are nine of them are online and two of them are in person. And we have different themes for each of the networks and our members can choose which ones they want to come to. And they're just a really great way of meeting other community and voluntary groups in the local areas and finding out what each other do and how you can support each other. And actually, networking is absolutely critical, isn't it? Because if you don't network properly, then you end up reinventing the wheel sometimes. Oh, totally. We What we find wonderful is that the networking can happen across the screen. It, it, we all got very good at doing it over, um, over the lockdowns. And it means that people can attend a one-hour meeting and it takes sort of one hour instead of travelling, parking, um, etc. So we do appreciate the the lovely quality of, of being together in the same room, but we found that the connections that can be made are still as strong. So charities and not-for-profits come to the come to the network, talk about what they're doing, talk about any sticky issues, and the rest of the group help. And really, I just hold the space, uh, make sure everyone gets a chance to have their say, um, write up the notes afterwards and send them out to everybody along with details of, of contacting each other where, where permission's given. And it means they can carry on conversations. And we've had some really lovely, um, work that's come from that with charities sort of supporting each other and helping those that they help. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, I know with the, the whole load of charities that you've been sending our way as part of the community hero. Uh, celebration each month it's been astounding i've been i've been really gobsmacked by the breadth and, and depth of the work that they are doing and actually very often with very little resources and so on yes uh, and yes. i guess that, that when when charities talk to each other it's, it must be a real encouragement for them as well i think so i mean one of the new networks we've set up is for leaders of charities they tend to be the smaller charities who we tend to champion and work with um i mean it's still to be a small charity you've got a turnover of less than 500 grand so that is most of the groups we work with by by a long shot Mm. and we've set one up for the leaders 
Um, we've had one meeting so far. We need to have um, a longer one next time because it wasn't a place to, to moan. It was a place to express concerns or worries and to the group help each other. And it was fantastic. And we've got really good numbers for the next one. So I think that people are voting with their feet. They enjoyed the first one. Um, we were finding our way and now they're coming coming along to the next one as well. But yeah, you're, you're right about the, the depth and breadth. I mean, we've got 11 different types of networks and that is by no means covering all of the themes that our charities and not-for-profits um, work within. Well, well done. You, you, you must be very encouraged yourself. It's a great thing. It's actually a funny feeling because I've had we didn't do any in, in August or the f last two weeks of July uh, holidays and, and you know, child, child care and everything. And we're actually starting again tomorrow. And it's quite exciting. It feels a bit new termy for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> it comes to that big moment. We do this every month. Look forward to it to announce uh, who is uh, October's Community Hero of the Month. So, reveal all. It's World Food Day on the 16th of October, and our fantastic Community Heroes in the Spotlight are Hope for Food. Actually, now I have heard about them, but sadly, of course, I'm not live in the studio, and Dan will be con conducting the interview today. But tell us just from your perspective, why did you pick them? We had a really good um, field of, of people pitching this month. I mean, it's a, one of those things. People need food. You can't have a family life and, um, you know, health without it. And unfortunately, people are struggling and having to make extremely difficult decisions about what to spend their money on. We all know it's heartening to know how much help is out there. Hope for food. Don't get any local or national government funding whatsoever so everything they provide is by donations and fantastic organizations and individuals from local local places who help them to cook hot meals for homeless people and they help them to do 160 or so food parcels a week for families and individuals who are in a home but struggling to pay the bills what a wonderful world. Yeah, there you go. Louis Armstrong, what a wonderful world. And it can be a wonderful world, but it might not always seem like it with the current cost of living crisis affecting so many people here in, around the world, really. But our focus here on the UK and people in and around our area of BCP. We've had some good news recently. A rate rises on, on, on hold, interest rates slowing down, pay rises matching sort of the cost of living in, in some cases, but many people still struggling the essential uh, bits of life. But even this week, we've seen stories about people uh, using credit cards to top up their, their prepaid energy meters or buy those essentials for their households. Or even a report that 9 out of 10 students apparently in the last academic year either skipped meals, took on debt, or dipped into savings just for those um, essentials. But there are some organisations looking to help households uh, and families and, and individuals to try and bridge that gap during uh, this cost of living crisis. And as um, Blair and Hannah were just talking about there, um, Hope for Food is one such uh, charity. They're the Community Action Network's Community Hero in the Spotlight for the month of October. And I'm delighted to say that joining me on Community Now today is Mary Duncan. Good morning, Mary. 
Oh, good morning, Dan. It's lovely to be here. Thank you so much. And can I just say thank you so much to Can uh, for wanting to spotlight us for the month of October? Yeah, it's brilliant. And we discussed in that in that conversation between Blair and Hannah there they saying that yeah the World Food Day is coming up on the on the 16th of October so it's completely apt um, to have Hope for Food as the focus um, today so yourself you're the operations manager at Hope for Food and a trustee uh, too for the charity but in case people haven't heard of Hope for Food uh, before what does it do? Uh, well, the name gives a little bit of a clue <laughs> uh, in that we uh, we try our best to feed people. Uh, it's not the only thing that we do, but that is our main focus. Um, and there are two main groups of people in the BCP area that we are helping. Um, and most of those people are actually local to Bournemouth. Um, we have community meals uh, twice a week uh, where we are feeding either the rough sleepers or mm. homeless people. Um, not everybody who is considered homeless these days is actually a rough sleeper. They can be vulnerably housed. We get a lot of people who have to sofa surf um, they're moving from one friend or, or whatever to another. Some people sleeping in their cars. Um, it, it's it's not a good um, thing for anybody to have to do. Um, and I think we're finding that the numbers, unfortunately, for that is are, are growing. Okay, let's talk about those numbers then, because they're quite they're, they're scary, they're frightening, um, upsetting, um, but they're true. <laughs> so they need to be. <laughs> come face to face with those numbers really and and hope organizations like you can try and bring those um numbers um down um tell us what yeah. are the, what are those numbers then what are those yeah, staggering well, figures we, we were earlier on in the year uh we were uh, cooking meals for about 50 or 60 people mm. uh we are now cooking meals for 80 to 90 people um which is a huge increase as you can imagine mm. Um, as I say, they're not all rough sleepers. They may be vulnerably housed, but they might also be people who just cannot afford to feed themselves. They can't buy their own food. They can't cook their own food. Uh, and so they need to come out and get a hot meal, which is what we provide. Um, at our community meals, we do soup. Uh, we do a hot meal. Uh, we do sandwiches. We do cakes. We do fruit. We do crisps. Anything really um, that uh, that we can uh, get our hands on, if you like, um, because an awful lot of those things are donated to us. Mm-hmm. Okay, when pe- when people think about like uh, classic soup kitchens or like uh, uh, meal clubs or something, or, or they have a picture in their head, don't they? Mm. Whether they see it on TV or or yeah. in films um, in the past. Mm-hmm. So let's um, let's talk about the demographics. I know we're going to go into this in a little bit more detail later on, but just a bit of an overview of the demographic mm-hmm. of the type of people that are that are coming to to, to get this food to, to come and be fed. Yeah, I, I think we're now getting a whole range of people. So those who would you would traditionally think of it as rough sleepers who, mm. who may have a whole series of, of problems, which is why they're on the street. But we are also now getting people who um, are evicted mm-hmm. because they just can't afford the rent. Um, this is an actual issue, I think, in Bournemouth. We think of Bournemouth as an affluent area. Um, and we know that those people with mortgages are really struggling because of the interest rates rights but that actually um filters down if you like to those people who are paying rents because rents are very high in this area um and it's an insecure 
um, mm. situation to be in uh, when you have to pay, pay rent. Um, and if your landlord is struggling as well with the mortgage, rents can go up or they may decide to sell. So we are getting people who are perhaps now uh, evicted um, because they can't afford to pay the rent on their on their homes. Oh, it's such a broad picture, isn't it? Because I mean, it like you, we could talk for hours, so we we could we could designate an hour to talking about the housing crisis, the lack of affordable Absolutely. housing, about the 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 rent crisis um, and, and landlord struggling as well as mm. as well as tenants mm-hmm. we don't have all that time but it just shows you no. every single facet every the myriad of little ins and outs details of the cost of living uh, crisis just how that trickles down doesn't it and affects a, a broad range of people I mean yes. I, you yourself we were talking off air you've been involved with Hope for Food for, for five years so uh, it was about five years isn't it re- yeah, re- five or six uh, I, I forget six, now something like that <laughs> a length of time but certainly a length yes, of time that you could refer to to see the difference between then and now what yes. would you say were the biggest differences between when you started working with Hope for Food and um, how I, it is now? I think uh, as far as the, the homeless situation is concerned I think we're probably seeing more people now who are in work who still need to come for a meal. This is for um, these people in full time work as well? This, these are it's much more difficult these days, you know, to get a full time yeah, job. Sure. Um, so I think probably we've got people who are in who are in part time work mm. and, and having to uh, top up their wages in in some way. Um, but of course, uh, Hope for Food doesn't only feed the homeless. We are feeding a lot of local families. Mm. Um, as uh, as Hannah said, uh, we operate as a food bank. Families get referred to us, um, and uh, our um, way of working is that they have a referral which will give them a, a food parcel uh, once a week for six weeks. Uh, strangely, originally picked because of the universal credit, mm. they had to wait six sure. weeks in order yeah. to get universal credit. Um, we do take people who were re-referred. The idea was that once universal credit popped in, um, they would people would be okay. Sure. Actually, that's not happening no. anymore at all. Um, so we do we do need to, to get re-referrals quite often. Um, and again, that's a whole range of people from people who are on benefits, but also a lot of people who are in work. Um, and some people who we have two parents who are both working um, and they still can't afford uh, to pay all the essential bills. Um, that's the that's the thing, isn't it? We, we have to pay certain bills um, and these people can't do it. The little bit that we give them, which is just a basic food parcel, is really a help to them. Um, and I think we probably look on it as a prevention of homelessness. Sure. Because... If we can keep people in accommodation by just helping them a little bit to keep paying their essential bills, then they are not the people who are going to end up homeless. However, we do feed families who have already been evicted and are in bed and breakfast. Mm. Um, We actually have to provide a slightly different parcel for these people because uh, in a bed and breakfast accommodation, you don't get cooking facilities. No. Some people have to make do with a kettle. That's it to cook. So you're in bed and breakfast accommodation with a family and the only means of cooking or warming anything up is a kettle. If they're lucky, they might get a microwave. So obviously the sorts of things that we have to give to these people are foods that they can easily use. 
there's no good giving the, the, these families yeah. uh, I don't know, a bag of potatoes and uh, and a whole bunch of carrots. No, um, no, or, or they can't. No, a bit of steak or no. whatever. No, it needs to be absolutely. We 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 need to be quite creative mm. um, about what to, what we give them. But we do have families who are in that situation, yeah. unfortunately. Um, and the reason we know they're there is because they're being picked up at schools. Because a lot of the referrals mm. that we get for uh, our food bank um, are through the schools. Local schools refer families to us. And that's, that's it's incredible, really, because again, again, an, another topic we can talk about for a while is obviously the, the quality of living um, as well. The quality of the food, that especially young kids are eating in their, their development um, and the, the knock on effect that we're probably going to see. And a lot of stuff that's happening in this cost of living crisis or whether austerity of the past yep. the, the decade, mm-hmm. um, the knock on effects are going to be we're going to be feeling the ramifications for, for, for years, for years to come, aren't yeah. we? We, like other charities, are just providing a sticking plaster. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not actually solving a problem. No. We are just keeping people going. Um, so I, I think what we're trying to do is just support people through a very difficult time. Yes, Phil Collins and another day in paradise as chosen by Mary Duncan, operations manager and trustee at Hope for Food, uh, the community hero in the spotlight uh, for the month of October um, as chosen by Community Action Network. for our special episode uh, today and that one Phil Collins that was um, 1989 uh, that one uh, for that song uh, Mary Thank but isn't you. it it's funny isn't it that the cult, uh, bits of media you know whether that's a song or, or a film making some sort of like social statement can just be just show you what things were like at a different time whether it's with that one that's in the end of the 80s or as you mentioned Ralph McTell uh, probably the the most famous song in terms of like talking about um, homeless and the plight of, of people, the other people on the margins of society as well. And how things, as you were saying before that song, some things don't change, but they're certainly getting yeah. getting worse. I think I think they don't change in some respects, but I think perhaps there has been uh, more of a change recently because actually... The cost of living crisis, the rise in interest rates, the exorbitant amount that we now have to pay for energy and, and all of that thing, that is now impacting far more people. You know, the people who thought they were secure, mm. um, it, it, you just suddenly realise perhaps that life's not as secure as you hoped mm. it was going to be. Um, those people who are paying mortgages, those people who had... Uh, jobs. Uh, if if you look at you know all the um, the shops that have closed down in uh, in Bournemouth, um, those people who were working went to work every day, did all their bit, you know, did everything that was asked of them. It wasn't their fault, mm. and they've lost their job um, because of, for for some other other reason. And suddenly, life becomes a crisis. Mm. Um, and I think it's those people that we also have to think of yeah. uh, when we're trying to help. Do you, do you think that when we, I mean, before I was talking about the, the knock on effects and ramifications for, for years to come, but this in a very like, black and white way, when we get the other side of this, when maybe there's a bit more normality, if that, if that happens to come, do you, do you think uh, compassion is contagious uh, due to people's experiences, people who have experienced this cost of living crisis where it's like, well, it would never happen to me. 
mm. and suddenly they're, they're, they're up against that wall of maybe being evicted and stuff. Do you think that compassion will, will, will last? Because those people who is, this has been happening to, who have been on the margins, who have, have struggled for food and struggled to have a quality of life for, for decades, mm. for forever in the yeah. history, of, in history yeah. of mankind, do you think that compassion will, yeah. will, will be there? Um, I think you have to be optimistic mm. that it will be. Um, um, but um, I would hate to think that we would all go back to the mm. I'm all right, Jack attitude sure. to uh, to things. Um, and perhaps these people need to um, bear in mind that uh, from their position, they did have a little bit of leeway and a little way to mm. fall. And those people at the bottom had nowhere to go. No. Nowhere to go at all. Um it, it, it shows itself. Um, we go. Oh, we have to go supermarket shopping for the uh, for the charity because that's the only way that we can get mm. food, um, and we need to buy as much as we can. So obviously, we would go for uh, what we call the, the the bottom shelf. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, there are more people going for the bottom shelf now, and those people who went for the top shelf, mm. um, they can move down a bit. But if you were only ever buying from the bottom okay. shelf, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd yeah. you go? So you do that. You go. You go and supermarket shop for these things, which brings us nicely onto the sort of donations um, that you need. Um, let's before we get onto that supermarket shop and and money, I guess. Let's mm. talk about actual physical donations of of food. Then now. I'm sure many people in the supermarket, they've gone through the checkout and they see those baskets at the the end of the aisle. And sometimes you peer in there and it's the, it's the normal stuff. It's it's cans of beans or a box of, I don't know, yep. um, cereal or, yes. or something like that, or sachets of coffee or something like that. Yep. What what are the sort of donations that, that are needed? Um, I, and I guess it's changes for the different people mm. in different circumstances, yep. as you've already touched upon. But okay. essentials, what, what, well, what do you classify as essential? Yeah, T- two things I want to say about that. Hope for Food is a charity that does not get the stuff from the trolley in the in the supermarket um it goes to other charities who are doing the same job Mm -hmm. which is is absolutely fine but we as a charity don't get that um so we have to get our donations in other ways um and the sort of food parcel that we provide is definitely a basics Mm -hmm. so there are certain things that are always in there we might change things a, a, a little bit but we would always give Cereal. We would always give tins of meat. We would always give tinned vegetables, uh, fruit, squash, um, uh, uh, tuna, uh, pasta and rice um, and the sauces to go with it. All of those sorts of things which people can actually use during the week um, and make some meals out of. Uh, So those are the things that we are looking for. Um, If people wanted to donate those things to us, then... um, they can come to our unit. We have a, a unit on the West Howe Industrial Estate. Yeah. Um, and if people want to look us up, um, I think the information is on Facebook and on the website and, and whatever. Um, so they can donate those things to us. Um, uh, otherwise, uh, people if people donate money, which is great, uh, never turn down money, mm-hmm. um, because it means that we can go supermarket shopping. Yeah. Um, and that is actually what some of us do. So some people may well have seen us wandering around in various supermarkets mm. uh, with trolleys which are full to bursting um, because if, if I give you a very simple example of the sorts of things that we need, um, and I'll keep the numbers simple, 150 parcels a week. If we wanted to give a family two tins of baked beans, we need 300 tins of baked beans every week. And that's a lot of baked beans. 
So when we go supermarket shopping, um, it's it's trolleys full of of, uh, of stuff. What we never do is to clear the shelves because yeah. we know that other people still need to to buy the stuff. So we would not go in and clear the shelves, but we might have to buy forty eight tins of something at a time mm. and and so on. Um, so that can take up quite a lot of time. Wow. Uh, and of course, the other thing which I haven't yet said, but is important, is that we are all volunteers. Hmm. Nobody in our charity is paid at all. So everything that people give to us goes to those people who need it. We have overheads because we have a unit and we have to have vans. But apart from that, it's there's nothing out in wages. We are the middleman here. Hmm. So if you give to us we will pass it on to those people who really need it. You are that, you are the, as you said before, that, that sticking plaster without, without that yeah. sticking, it's more than a sticking plaster, isn't it? It's, 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 it's full on stitches. At the moment, the, it's bandages wounds, as well, bandages yes. And everything else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, certainly is. Um, it's not just food though, is it? It's other essentials um, too. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we, we think very much about food because that's important for people to stay fit and healthy. Um, but there are other things which people need. So uh, we, as well as our food parcels, once every six weeks, we will give out toiletries mm. uh, and we will give out household cleaning packs because obviously people need to keep um, themselves clean. They need to keep their clothes clean and they need to keep their home clean. Uh, so we do give out those. And if you can't afford food, then you can't afford those essentials either. So if, if, again, with uh, people who maybe don't have the money to, to donate, and of course if people do, then the, the money, as you've just explained, very well used, but it's not just food, it's those essential bits as well. So people have a spare, I don't know, washing detergent or, or you know, washing up liquids, stuff like that, yep. that will be welcome. Mm, yes, all, all of those sorts of things. Um, and I did mention the unit, but we do have drop-off points uh, around the area as well. So you don't have to come let's mention, to the unit. Let's mention those drop-off points now. Um, and we'll mention them again okay. in the end. Where are they? Ah, Well, I'm <laughs> not going to give you a list because it's actually quite a long list. But okay. it is on uh, both Facebook and the and the website. Okay, so fantastic. people can, uh, can look those up okay. and drop off, you know, even if it's just one item. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's very, I think, very important for people to realise um, that uh, we are not asking people to fill a trolley of, with food and hand it over to us. If people can manage one or two tins, then that is fantastic. Um, so, you know, please, please just if you if you can do that um, and and. What, one, what some people do, actually, is they keep a little box somewhere mm. um, and when they, get, when they go shopping, they might buy one item or two items, fill a box and yep. then donate that and, and, and do it that way. Yeah, it's James and sit down and sorry to anyone who's enjoying that and me cutting into it. But time is short on Community Now today and there's still some more bits and pieces to go over with Mary from Hope for Food who has chosen that song there today, James, and sit down and lots of standout lyrics in there, Mary. What was the, if I hadn't seen such riches, I could deal I with could being deal with poor. being poor. Yeah. And we can't get away without seeing the riches because they're on television they're and everywhere. goodness knows what all the time. Absolutely. Um, okay, let's look at the calendar it's almost october um we've already mentioned that obviously world food day is coming up on the 16th of october but harvest time as well and 
well winter is coming isn't it which changed the playing field uh focuses on our minds really with the drop in temperatures especially with the energy crisis um but your, your christmas appeal for lack of a better term for in terms of hope for food let's talk us through those those needs and okay. those events yeah. that are coming up right well we're, we're we're just within the the harvest festival period at the moment um which is very nice uh because it does mean that some of the schools can mm. um pr- pr- provide food for us um which is which is absolutely great because i think it's so important um that the children um understand that in order in order to help other people all you need to do is share a little bit and that's what the schools are doing so that's fantastic um now i know it's only september and we don't necessarily want to hear about christmas but we do have to plan for christmas um and so at the moment we are in the process of uh sorting out what we call our reverse advent calendar um and a reverse advent calendar is uh exactly what it sounds like in that you don't take things out but you put the things in. in. Yes, great. Okay. Um we have to run this during November because so much of the uh food is going into mm. schools. Um and schools are breaking up halfway through December uh, this year because of the where Christmas falls. Um, which means that we've got to get all of our food parcels for the schools in there before the 14th of December. So November will be our reverse advent calendar month. Um, And if you don't know what a reverse advent calendar does, it tells you or gives you advice anyway as to the sorts of things that you could put in a box, maybe one item each day or um, do your weekly shop and, and put several things in there, but it will tell you the sorts of things that we need to put in our Christmas food parcels, That's great. which will be basic stuff plus Christmassy stuff. So we, we do that. Um, other people in the past have done it in their road um, mm. and they've sort of given an item to each family in the road and said couldn't you get that and 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 put put advent calendar parcels together for us uh which is great uh companies do it um and it, it's quite a nice thing to get involved in and quite a nice thing for the children to get involved yeah amazing that's it's such a, such a great just great way of, of focusing people's minds uh yeah. during that time as well and we're going to hear more about the reverse advent calendar uh during during november here on hope Fem. we'll get you back in mary to okay. to talk about what those items are on each okay. you know, on we won't bring you in every single day because you got you're a busy person you've got I, stuff to do but I, we will certainly yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. We will certainly be keeping up to date with those those items if people no, want to. I would love to come to back join and, in. and have another chat and tell everybody how we're doing. Yeah, it yeah. would be would be great. Uh, we are, we're short for time, Mary, but we want to talk about partnerships and and sort of like thank yous. You, your army of volunteers um, as well, to not only buying the food in the supermarkets, but go, taking out the vans as well, going to the drop off points, picking up all the stuff because it wouldn't be possible. As many people have found out, many people have realised maybe during COVID times or the the work of community action network them coming in every month highlighting these organizations uh, again it's nothing new yeah. that the value of volunteers we've always known it it's just minds are focused aren't yeah, they absolutely. eyes are on it and- there, there are two main groups really that we rely on and want to say a big thank you to one is our volunteers because without them we couldn't do anything that would you know they are key to everything happening um, and people volunteer as much or as little time as they can. It, it, they fit it around what they do. And an awful lot of our volunteers have full-time jobs um, and then go to a community meal 
after having done their day at work, that, that sort of thing. Um, and then in addition to that, of course, we do have supporters uh, in that we've got people who do donate to us on a regular basis. We have got local companies who donate to us on a regular basis where we can get some some fresh food, um, some fresh meat um, and you know, churches, schools and whatever who, who do collections for us and, and donate to us. The only thing that I would say is as the need is growing, mm. these people are perhaps able to donate less because mm. everybody's struggling to a certain extent. Um, and, and so the donations have dropped off. Uh, so if anybody thinks that they, they can help with that, that would be fantastic. And if there are any businesses out there... Mm. Um, who feel that they could support us in some way. Very simple thing that a business can do is to have a donate to Hope for Food box in their staff room. Okay, something like that. We can provide posters, we can provide all sorts of things. Um, And then staff, when they come into work, they could just drop something in the box and we would then go and collect. That is a very simple thing to do. Um, If people are feeling... Uh, really, really um, adventurous, as uh, some people, some companies have in the past. They can actually run an event and raise some money for us. You know, all all of these sorts of things are, are possible. Um, businesses don't necessarily have to get directly involved, but without the support of the things that they might do, we we just can't do anything. No, you no, know, we totally rely on people to support us we rely on the volunteers to deal with it and those people who need it rely on us to help pass it on and i suppose our biggest fear sometimes is that the need will become too great mm-hmm. we would never ever want to turn anybody away that would be awful wouldn't it to say well i'm really sorry but we haven't got any food now mm-hmm. so it just needs to keep pouring in, please. The need is there and it's, it's always been there, but it's still there now. So it hasn't changed. So if you are yeah. able to help, um, I mean, any local organisation that's helping um, those people, but we are focused on um, Hope for Food today. You can find out more about the work they do over at hopeforfood.org.uk. That's where you can also find their various socials. Um, that community meals you were talking about earlier, Thursday and Sunday, 6 till 7pm, St. Stephen's Hall on Thursday, St. Andrew's Church on um, Sunday. Um, uh, donation boxes there in all manner of places across BCP. Yeah. Uh, Facebook's the best place to find out about. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if you if you go onto Facebook, follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Um, we do we do got social media is Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Yeah. So businesses okay. can follow us on, uh, on LinkedIn. Yeah. And if you are a business um, listening today and you think actually no, we can do something like that. We can put a, mm. a, a drop box in our staff room or or yeah. whatever, or even carry posters and entrances and whatever get in touch too there's info at hopeforfood.org.uk is an email address there's also a phone number i know not everyone likes going on not everyone mm-hmm. is online no. so if you are listening um on, on the wireless today and and you want to help you want to uh, donate uh, food or even money to continue the brilliant work of hope for food you can call 01202 570 that's 01202 570 One more thing, because I would never be forgiven if I didn't mention there is a team in the unit this morning. They do Mondays and Wednesdays. They are like our family team. And what they are doing is putting together parcels of clothes, bedding, household items, all of those sorts of things that are needed by anybody 
either moving into accommodation or already in accommodation but they haven't got things you know you you would be horrified when people come and say well you know my child hasn't got a bed or my child hasn't got a duvet or, or something like that my child can't do school uniform all of these sorts of things so there is a team in there this morning who wow. are putting those parcels together so i just want to say thank you to them hope fm your community radio station